0: I thought I'd start with a poem, an old poem. Um, I might have even written this. The imagery certainly comes from when I was first here, a staff artist in 2005. Somebody, uh, uh, there's a limited moose hunt every year in in Vermont and someone had uh, killed a moose and I saw it in the back of a truck on Main Street here. Um, It's called Monongahela. The pickup parked on Main Street full of moose belongs to the guy sitting in the diner booth with apple pie and cheddar on his plate. No one dares touch it though we gather around the bed the way folks do at county fair when blue ribbons get paraded. And though this heap of flesh animating dusk with a halo of swarming flies has no names to mark its flank, no words to flag the region of fine hairs near its marbled eyes, nor the provinces of long and tapered legs it once used to clamber clumsily, gracefully, up slopes of birch and spruce. The body's stillness offers access, a topography ripe with thresholds to imagined existence. Its ample form reminds me of an enormous raised relief map I'd seen as a boy in West Virginia. The Monongahela forest dwarfed housed in glass. Briar patch mountain to spruce knob the wimpled earth swirled with contours. A work done in great blotches of green and beige and brown revealing lookouts balds and creek gullies. I began there Ketterman Knob, Timber Ridge, The Sinks of Gandy, and followed the easy slip into remoteness, possibility. Red switchback roads, little clutches of black, Elkins, Harmon, Whitmer, Judy Gap, the North Fork of the South Branch running blue into the heart, old place, I am forever returning. Carry me, carry me back. In the afterglow of evening in this village in Vermont, butternut, whiteface, and Madonna peer into that truck bed like some perverse nativity as the wind unhinges a skein of leaves that swirl and light onto the hide. Gloaming smolders to night and the lines of moose are lost to shadows. I walk away speaking the names that let me wind again through that land of slantwise tobacco barns, silviculture, endless extractions. So a lot of my work does go back to West Virginia where I grew up, um, including uh, this one too, um, Town. Harneytown. We were warned against the barbed wire fence, warned against the quick cold slice of the creek, the horse's teeth, warned that certain boys were sent to the home down the road. I knew then to get away. I let it grow in my blood. Ghost Factory. It is imprinted on me. The factory on the hill. No more factory no more hill. Grand and silent as a church. Rusted hulk like a breathing scab I couldn't help but touch. Those powder hills and slag heaps we raced bikes over raising dust. Toxins dismantled the smelter brick by brick then brought down the shell. Cadmium arsenic lead Shadow plant rooting down like a dark star, black-holing the whole town. All night, the ghost factory is awake, making new ghosts. Somewhere, someone else will do this for even less. Now wind rakes the reclaimed site, each grass blade blazing. And families pull from the creek, fish no one should eat. I like to think about, I like to write about the natural world a lot, I guess. Um, and I love, I love Moby Dick, it's like my favorite book. Um, and there's this really short chapter, this six-inch tombstone dedicated to a, a character named Bulkington, um, which th- is the only part of the book that never really made any sense to me. And it's because Bulkington supposedly is from West Virginia, the Allegheny Highland and um, fell so in love with the sea that he found the land scorching to his feet so he'd only ever stay in port for like long enough to get drunk at the bar and pass out and then get back on the ship and then he died um, he died at sea and like that's the whole story of balkington um, he's in there's a chapter called the lee shore all about him and i was like there's no way like if you're from the mountains like you might fall in love with the ocean but the, the land will not be scorching to your feet um, Anyway, and then I also wondered, like, well, what, when you die in the ocean, what happens to your body? Um, and it's kind of amazing. The lee shore. I want a darkness I can remember. Here, even this lip of the continent, this garden of whales, this night water, arrives mottled like the hides of harbor seals like the moon clouded over. It doesn't matter what I want. I watched the oats in the pot breathing like a man's chest, rising and falling as he sleeps, like the heaves of hill upon hill making shadows in the yard. How does it feel that last breath that turns you into night, into salt? into coral? Or did the twin sparrows on your chest bear you the miles home to the foothills where your brothers found black veins in the earth, new light? At the bottom of the sea there is no lamp to read by, just the memory of white lilies arranged in a milk bottle by an open window in July. Um, I also love baseball. It's like when I told my parents we were moving to Pittsburgh, the first thing they said was like, "Oh, you're going to see a bunch of games?" <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, that's that's the only reason we're leaving beautiful Vermont. Watch some baseball." Um, nevertheless, that that is there, I suppose. Um, the field. Oh, this is. One summer, I played in a softball league. I guess that's like context. We're down 5-2, and I've been watching fog creep into the outfield from behind me, thinking about the way summer has already made a ghost of itself. And when the big guy with the neck tattoo, who's already scorched a double down the third baseline, nails another one toward me, I'm not ready there's no fence to keep the ball from rolling into the deep and unmowed corners of the park, so I follow it there, looking for the grass-stained Spalding my dad and I threw back and forth and back until dusk, so as to keep out of Papaw Carter's house that smelled of death, which is to say it smelled of urine and of raw chicken thawing on the kitchen counter and the years of mineral oil worked into the dark wood furniture of the living room." One of Papaw's farm cats slinks by, splash of blood on its white face, and I am looking for the ball, keeping my eyes away from the house and the man in the house who shares my blood, whose purpled toes had to be cut off to save the left foot, whose purblind pony paced a circle in the bare grass, whose papery voice was kept thin under blankets in August, When he dies my mom says his heart will fly home to Jesus and I picture this bloody form like the red bird the cat dragged into the dooryard rising over the farm over the low gray skies of Ponytown vanishing beyond the mountains. Papaw died in a room with the TV on mute. I can't recall what happened to that swayback pony nor the ball nor even where to find the plot of earth where he's buried. Someone is crying home as the big guy rounds third. Home. I leg it out to the taller grasses now damp with end of summer evening and there in the grass is the ball. Home. It seems impossibly far. It's just three more. Um, Here's a new one. Yeah, new new enough to share, Um, but not maybe complete. Day of Reckoning. Day of Reckoning. What if it's like this? Snow day instead of mayhem. Tranquil like a pillow or a pill. Roads, schools, churches closed. Neighbors helping neighbors dig out. White drifts swallowing marble steps, the Capitol teased into a sledding hill. In bright coats we lay down and make angels. On this day no dog bites, no bee stings, no inalienable rights taken, no shootings, flakes like ashes from the feverish world, gentle down on our noses and eyelashes, the cloud this is a different vein of work, but a lot of what Matt was reading the other day, I was like, "Oh yeah, i'm going to have to like share the cloud with you again. Um, this thing this this non thing right that we use and are in and live in and connect and socialize with um. The Cloud. We act as though the good days will never cease, like we might live forever in a searchable mist while gathering tweets swallow the skies. Tiara grins and selfies, speculum and fire. Do you feel more connected? Let's not forget the cloud is not a cloud. Ventilated warehouses devour rivers. Colonies of servers buzz in their rack space, the ceaseless hum and heat, like penned herds standing panicked in their own antibiotic waste stacked deep. What are you serving? After the collapse, lost combs grew thick with honey. We discovered the hive in a meadow on its side, like a black box waiting for recovery, like a fallen buffalo gone to bone, something ghost-given. Whoever said it would be painless. The cloud is a thing we can unmake by brick or by blast. Like any stone thrown into a lake or through glass, it ripples, And it reckons. the current startled out. Is your memory backed up? Our brains are still in our bodies, our hearts. As we wade into the rolling blackouts, we'll need a human heat. Where are your friends tonight? A patch of roadside thistle, clover, aster, heather, like the weeds will be when we die, gathered and regurgitated, transformed by the workers into sugars. We unlatch the box and scrape the dusk from our frames, the dead wings, each cell a tiny flood, and watch the final oozings for hours, this dark remaining joy we take into our brief bodies. Um, Thanks again. This is the last one. And then we get to hear from Laurie, Um, whose capable hands the whole writing program will be in through the end of this year, which is very exciting. The Pines. When the last satellite blinks out, we'll be left with only stars again. The bare sky and language our friends, old stories and recitations. Where do we go when we go dark? We collect ourselves among the trees, groping a little with our feet along the logging roads, skylighted by broken crowns. To earth again, little bivouac we dreamed by the lake. I was born of the water into light, just like you. The pines were born of fire. Some of them were crucified in creosote, strung up for long-distance utility. Even with all night forever, all is never lost. While hurt patrols the hollowed veins of our once cities, our memories, our hearts, will engine what can be kept of us. Your hand in mine, a blessing. Tall pines drink the wind, hold steady in its paws. There is another world, and it's inside this one. Before we became data, each of us a garden, the inch of dirt that keeps us human. Brothers, are you ready? Ready to go home? We'll gather like New Day monks, or moths, a fire between us. Each heart-warm friend, we reckon them one by one, each name a bead in the bracelet, each arrival a thanksgiving. In the face of the lake, stars make replicas of themselves, forgetting our names for them. So we can all begin tender as children, making a new life in the trees. Thank you.